Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. I am your host, Janelle B. Stewart, an award-winning beauty editor. The Janelle B. Stewart podcast is a weekly lifestyle podcast designed to educate, empower, and engage. Episodes touch on various topics of our lives, including health and fitness, love and marriage, entrepreneurship, parenting, self-love, and much more. My goal is to have you feeling uplifted and inspired after you listen to each episode. All right, so I have a very special guest here today, loves. I was reached out to by this company a couple months ago, maybe about a month ago, and I've looked them up. I've gotten to know a little bit about their brand, and this brand is called America Hates Us, and I am speaking with Danielle. Welcome, welcome, Danielle. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here or on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So when I was originally contacted by you guys, Danielle, I believe somebody by the name of Tariq reached out to me. Correct. Okay. So are you guys like the co-founders together? Yeah. So basically, we actually went to school together as kids and we grew up together. And he's always been very much entrepreneurial, always been that guy that thought out the box. So in 2016, himself and Brandon, he's another partner in the America Hates Us brand, they came together and they started with the Make America Hate Again hat. So it's the play on Make America Great, you know, associated with the Donald Trump campaign. So that catapulted pretty quickly. Because it was very provocative. So, yes, Tariq is one of the co-founders. Okay. So introduce yourself to us. Obviously, I've had an opportunity to get to know you through our email correspondence. But I would love for you to go back, way back, back into time. Just like Blackstreet used to say on one of my favorite albums. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Where you come from? What hood you grew up in? All of that stuff. Let us know. Okay, wow. Okay, back. Wow, it's a lot of going back. Um, So, well, I was raised in Brooklyn, both parents of West Indian descent, Trinidad, Trinidadian. My my husband is Trinidadian, honey. Oh, so you're getting all that good food, (laughs) kalaloo, rice and peas. Oh, yes. Roti. Oh, yes. So yes. I'm, we're now mm-hmm. vegans, so we, oh, don't, wow. so we don't eat the meat anymore. However, I still love chana. I still love pumpkin. Aloe I, pie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we yeah, get it's, doubles it's so all the time. There's so many vegan options, though. There's, there's, there's vegan options because there's a lot of Indian dishes and yes. there's a lot of dishes that don't have meat. So yes, yes. that's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So Trinidad, Brooklyn, my husband's from Brooklyn too. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn, Crown Heights, went to Philippa Schuyler Middle School, Canarsie High School. And I ended up doing my master's in occupational therapy. Nice. So that's my day job. I love it. So we basically, similar to physical therapy, we rehab people back to their prior level of function. We also work with hands, hand injuries. If someone gets uh, like a joint we help them rehab them back to their prior level or better or adaptive also Tyree came up to me with this idea I loved what he was doing and basically he said we needed a bit of help with the social media aspect I don't even know how I got to this point but I started helping with Instagram because I'm that Instagram girl I love social media to fault 
And I started doing that. We started getting some some little hits, and then we started collaborating a little more. I started getting him more into the Insta stories. You know, social media is yeah. like it's very powerful. It connects people in a way that they, it's just amazing because and it's amazing when it's good. You know, it's obviously has the trolling and things like that, but there's so much effect, and you could reach people in a, in this this way. That's like it's pretty cool. So, so when you um, were using started... Instagram, what did you find mm-hmm. was um, the way that you were able to reach new people? And I asked because on my podcast, I've talked a lot about entrepreneurship and people making money moves. And I also created a course where I talk about you have to upgrade your social media. And when you use social media as a personal place, it's very different than when you are using it as a business. So what did you guys do to create a following and build your social media using Instagram? Instagram. I would say with one of the rules that you have to know with social media is that it's moment by moment. So you always have to be connected, right? So it's like a, not a downside, but I mean, if you're really in sync to social media, it's not, I really love it. I don't mind to be connected. Some people it's terrible for them. They, they just want to disconnect at a certain point. Me, I can deal with it. I can cope. I would say just building relationships, reaching out to people, not being afraid of rejection. I would just constantly just send a message. Hey, I love what you're doing. And it's people that I genuinely believe in what they're doing. It's not just like a wide brush. So, you know, in the connections in that you're attempting to make, even if you don't get an answer, there's always going to be some people that say, okay, like you're in align with what we're doing. Our brand is very niche. It's not for everybody. It's something for people to, so our main outlet is just reaching people like DMs and hashtags and connecting to the hashtags and being current with our Insta stories, like tagging what's going on. Was there a shooting of a young unarmed black teenager? Like you... You're not clout chasing as what the teenagers say, You're, but I feel like you're current. You're current with the news. The same thing with this young man in the Bronx, which is just so devastating to Junior? me. Like, yes. Oh, yes, Jesus. With, with Junior on uh, the Bronx. Like, you know, <clears throat> a lot of our teas is just, it's, it's so relevant to culture. So it's just one of those things where you reach out to people through these moments. And these moments are what connects you. People remember those things as opposed to a pitch like, hey, we like you. You know what I mean? It's more or less, hey, this is our story. This is what we're doing. Do you like it? Do you agree with it? You know, you don't have to buy anything. All you have to do is just look at it. And then they'll go for maybe a month and come back and say, I remember I saw your I saw this T-shirt and I was looking at it, but I didn't know whether to buy it at that point in time. But I'm connected to it. I like it. I would like to be a part of this. It kind of comes full circle a bit. You know, it doesn't come the first time around. It may come the second time around or the third time around. Yeah, I love what you said about reaching people through connections. Because I feel like for the most part, social media... As much as I love it, just as much as you, I grew up on social media. I was the first wave of Facebookers who were in college and we got our college email and we could get on Facebook. You remember that? You remember that? I remember. (laughs) Facebook was only for people in school. Yes. It was only for people in college. I remember when freshman year, when the freshman And if you weren't in in school, you couldn't get in. You You couldn't couldn't get in. in. It was exclusive. And the reason why Facebook became popular was because you were able to make those connections. 
connections. I could make a connection with the people on my campus and then it was opened up a little bit more. I could make connections with people on other campuses. Um, and then of course now it's a world wide web and you can connect with people and with Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter, you can always connect with people. But what I find social media often does is you lose that real life emotional attachment and oftentimes the connection is kind of like talking to an avatar and people often forget that we are real people behind social media and you know that's something that I find to be very interesting so when I look at the name of the brand the clothing line is called America Hates Us I have to know why such a controversial name (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so as the PR for America Hates Us I would say it's a cry out, right, to a place, a country that, um, you know, people of color built on their backs. And it's like it's eating us alive. You know, we built this place. There's a lot of minorities still building, even Brooklyn, as we speak. You know, Hispanic Americans, they build these, these places, these condos. They can't live in them, though, you know, and, and with this whole administration with the reform, you know, like all of these things are are very important to us because it's about us being humane as people. But just America hates us, the brand is just saying that you know, we're here. You know, we're we're serving, we're serving in this country. We work, you know, but this entity, you know, encases all those things in this brand. Some people, if you, you know, will tell them the name of the, you know, this is America Hates Us. And it's off-putting. It's uncomfortable, as it should be, though, because just look at the state of affairs. Like, in 2018, the things that are going on that that are, it you would just think that we'd be so far ahead. You know, Native Americans, the lesbian and gay, queer, you know, we are not as accepting as we would like to be. And with this president, a lot of people are feeling a lot more comfortable to do things that they would not normally do. So a lot of things are getting exposed, you know, in that aspect. But yeah, America hates us. Minorities, just people who are different. I feel like that could apply to so many people who are ostracized or bullied. I think it runs the gamut of that. It's on a continuum. I feel like it could apply to almost anyone. So the us is pretty much like any oppressed group, anyone who's going through something directly related to the way that the current state of how America's running. I love that. I love that. So based on the fact that you guys are focused on activism and talking about community events and cultural events that affect oppressed groups, how have you all been able to use your brand to support activism and strengthen the community with the brand America Hates Us? Okay, so this is for an example. So we started up doing these little pop-up shops, right? First, we were online. We do online sales. And basically for every purchase that anyone makes, any person makes, they can choose a charity. So 20% of the proceeds can go to either um, Planned Parenthood, ACLU, or the NYC Alliance Against Sexual Assault. Oh, so, that's, yeah. that's hot. 20%, y'all. 20%. Yes, yes. Wow. So the idea, the culture, the mentality of a lot of people, everyone wants to help. No one does it not want to be involved. But a lot of people, they don't know how or like a conduit or where, how. And by the time they get that initiative, that moment has passed. Not to say that they don't want to do it, 
But this is a good way to say, you know, all right, I'm shopping. People could shop at home. They could, you know, they do anything in their little space. And it's a way to feel re-energized. And if they could do that, then they could come to our events and, you know, they can talk with other people. And a lot of our pop-up shops in Prospect Heights, not too far from the Brooklyn Museum, we usually have it on the first Saturdays. So we do get a lot of people, like, passing through. And there's a lot of, you know, adults, young young adults, and then, you know, just everyone. Yeah. We get them in a space, and they are able to have a conversation with us. Or they just come in and they just look. I actually had a conversation with a woman, and she just started just crying, you know, about oh. how, where we are as a nation and what's going on. Because I believe she went to the Women's March and she was just, just giving us like a rundown of what, how it went and just, just, just the things that she's experienced in this whole campaign. We also did like a charity run for the hurricane. We sent uh, an Antigua and Barbuda. We actually did like a charitable run for them. So we were able to donate proceeds to them so they could get tablets because a lot of them lost a lot of materials. So, you know, these things, we kind of like building ourselves up. We're kind of working our way in these spaces, in these areas that, you know, some people, they just, you want to do something, you know, but it's just like... You have to just work for it a little bit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, any opportunity for people to be a part of something great, I think people should. You know, I believe in supporting black business. That's the foundation of my entire, entire, entire platform. I started with just natural hair, empowering women. I moved into lifestyle. I moved into health and fitness and wellness. And I just want black people to be great. Like Issa Rae said, (laughs) I'm voting for everybody black. Okay, right? So I love it. And I love the imagery. If you guys haven't checked out their Instagram yet, you have to go to at America Hates Us. They have some really, really dope pictures. I love the imagery that you've been using, Danielle. Yeah, check it out. I love I love some of the shirts, of course. They have a shirt that I am in love with. It has the slogan, Believe Women. Oh, yeah, that's our most popular, yeah. popular shirt. Do like you have a story behind that messaging? In. This was before the whole Harvey Weinstein happened. We were kind of ahead of it. Oh, yes. Yeah, we were kind of ahead of that. Because my partner, Harry, he works with women in sexual assault. And he's just heard so many stories. Even just just having friends, female friends, he's heard so many stories. And a lot of it doesn't go reported. And, you know, we just came up with this idea of disbelieve women. And it just worked. And it wasn't anything that was, like, super duper, like catalyst it was just like all right this is this is what we're gonna do so it, it was before this whole like trend and then so when we put it out now and this was going on it was it was hot it just kept going that's our most popular tea right now believe women you guys have to check it out it's on a tee it's on a long sleeve tee i think i saw it on a hoodie it's it is it's sick on a tank yes as well. it is sick mm-hmm. it's so cute and you guys have a lot of really cute stickers i i was we looking at the yeah mm-hmm. we have cups Buttons, too, because some people don't want to commit. And buttons are hot right now. Buttons and pins, they're just a staple. You can wear your camel jacket, wear your little button, and it's also a conversation starter. If you're somewhere by yourself, you know, you don't know how to break the ice, Yeah, it's, it's a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I think I think this is great. And the stuff is so cute. And I love the donation aspect. For someone who wanted to, I guess, be down with America Hates Us, I know you guys do the pop-up shops. You said you have other things that you do. How could someone 
be down with you guys if they're like, hey, I want to be an activist. I love what you guys are doing. Is there any opportunities that you uh, you guys offer for people to come in from the community? Definitely. We always welcome just anybody. I feel like just the people that even purchase our shirts, people who patronize and come to our pop-up shops, I feel like they're our ambassadors, right? Because without our connections, we can't be in certain spaces. Next month, we're actually having a woman of color panel so if you're available and you would like to come or anyone out there, we're having this panel, I believe, on July 29th. Details still to come. Okay. Um, yeah, check up with the America Hates Us uh, Instagram site. But we're going to have some entrepreneurial women of color, and they're going to talk about their trials and, and how they were able to persevere and be successful. So that's an event that's coming up. So, you know, stay tuned. But also, uh, hit us in the DM, if anything, or just reach out to us either through Facebook. We're very much present there as well, and Twitter. So anyone can be a part of it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And I am available on that day. Yeah, so I'll, you should call me. Yeah, I'll be checking. Is it going <laughs> to be in Brooklyn? Yes, it's going to be in Brooklyn. More than likely, I believe, like maybe, I'm not going to say is that I'm not sure of the area. But yeah, we have it set, ready to go. Okay, yeah, I will plan to be there god willing okay (laughs) yeah it should Um, be a pleasure so i would like to know what does the future look like for america hates us what do you guys have i know you told me about this event is there anything bigger the the big plan like what's the the high level goal that you guys have established i think with any business burgeoning new business, business where people of color are running it. The minimum is to still be around, right? Yeah. Uh, But I feel like it's the people's brand, you know? I feel like so more than likely for us to be more involved with the community, more like superimposed, to have our brand on on a bigger scale. Okay. Not necessarily to be popular, you know, just to just be known as that brand that just, it's almost like art, you know, you're able to, you know, put on the shirt and you can express how you feel in such like a very passive way, mm-hmm. but it's just still there. It's present. It's like a strong silence. I just want us to be just successful and just just a presence. I say that's the best thing for um, the future, you know, because I want us to build. But I feel that being a presence is more important than being popular. Absolutely. And popularity is so overrated. <laughs> yeah, it is. I believe that. Yeah. It's hot one minute, it's not the next. Yeah. And I love what you just said about, you know, being able to have people who can quietly, you know, be activists. I think that maybe not so much now, but I do feel like a lot of people feel like you have to be out there yelling at a rally or like a you know some type yeah. of like um big public spectacle in order to state how you feel about something and that's not true definitely not i read a book or article on that and it was talking about a woman who actually has like a fear of speaking in public and she wanted to be an activist and she just spoke about how she was able to do that but in a very unique personal way you know she was able to just be present and just to just to be there, you know, I'm not that person either. You know, there's people who are made to do that and God bless them. But everyone has different talents and, you know, you could be someone in the background. You could be somebody organizing or you could be that person in the forefront and still be that, you know, true to yourself. So that's a great point that you made. Definitely. So, Danielle, I want to talk a little bit 
more about the entrepreneurial side, if you don't mind. So I know you said you went, you got your master's and I think that is awesome. I I know you kind of just said it because it kind of just flew off of your tongue. But for the young ladies, you know, listening, I, I know that going through high school, for the most part, nowadays, is kind of like everyone does it. However, everyone doesn't go to college and everyone doesn't necessarily go on and to get their master's. So kudos to you for really taking your education to the next level. But I love the fact that you've not only still do your, you know, your day-to-day job, your nine-to-five, but you've embarked on another journey. So how is that balance for you with having this thing that you do full-time, your bread and your butter to get your coins, but then also have this other project on the side. How do you balance that? Because I know a lot of my audience members, they struggle with wanting to create new endeavors or wanting to be an entrepreneur or creating this side thing. They just don't know how to make it work. I'll say this. There's usually always a support system, right? There's usually always people in the background. So I'm not going to say I have a lot of help, You know, I actually have my partners, and we also have another member on board, Amanda. So her and I are actually collaborating on this Women of Color panel that's coming up. So it's all about being able to have someone assist you. We always come from this era of, I can do it all by myself. I don't need anybody. No, that's not true. I'm not doing this just by myself. It's a team effort. Even I people that I meet out. And I'm able to connect with them and they're able to bring something to the table and they say, hey, I can help you out with this. And I say, sure, you can do that. You know, I definitely know how it feels to be overwhelmed and you just get in a space where it's just like you're so overwhelmed, but you don't get anything done. And I'm just like, this is not productive. And I just started asking for help. I said, listen, I need help with this. I can't do this. You know, so there's definitely people in the midst or with me in the front, in the back, around. It always helps to set boundaries and deadlines. I think boundaries is the most important thing because as, you know, as as a black woman, as women, period, we always want to take everything, put on our backs, more or less, and just say we have it. I say, no, I need help. Things to ask for help used to be very difficult for me, but it's actually been like my strong point lately. And my skill set at work as a therapist and read like new studies, I'm able to do all these different things because I have help and I also have boundaries and I say listen this I can't do this or let's figure out something else you know there's always some type of alternative but boundaries is key and help (laughs) yeah I think that's beautiful I'm saying I think that's beautiful guys because I just love everything that Danielle is saying you know Being um, aware of when you need support is something that a lot of people are not able to do. And just like you said, Danielle, you're getting better at it. I think for the most part, most of us are still struggling. There's a lot of people who are like, I don't know how to ask. I don't know who to ask. And there's this fear of if I ask, I may get rejected. I may not get the support I need. Or you don't want to feel as though you need to be dependent on someone. So you right. don't necessarily want to put yourself out there. That's but you... ego, though. Yes. Ego. <laughs> <laughs> Once you know it's ego, that's when you're like, mm, this is done. It's your ego, you know, you say, I don't want to ask for help because why? Why? So to talk a little bit more about boundaries, because you have really brought up some really great points. And my audience of women who are looking to further their career, live their best lives, who want to be an inspired woman for their families, for their children and for other women. 
Setting boundaries, like you said, is so important. You have to know what your limits are. You cannot do everything. You cannot be everything for everyone. And I've talked a lot about self-love. I talked a lot about self-care because I find that to be one of the ways that I didn't even realize kept me grounded and centered until I would say maybe a few years ago when people started talking about self-love and self-care a lot more. Because I remember, I, I too also have my master's, Danielle, and I got my master's in education. And I believe, Congrats. thank you, thank you, mm-hmm. self-care used to be this term that people primarily used for professionals that were in an environment that was very stressful and draining, you know, Mm -hmm. like a social worker. And I would also probably assume a therapist like yourself and psychologists and whatnot. You needed to do something for self-care in order to just keep you grounded. But of course, now with self-care being a lot more relevant because everyone's focusing on how to be their best self, I would love to know what are some of the things that you do as the occupational therapist, as the PR for America Hates Us, you are wearing a lot of hat. How are you keeping yourself balanced? What's your self-care routine or or whatever it is that you do to make sure that you're still taking care of you on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? What do you do? Let's see. Self-care. So very important. Every Every day, I usually start off with, I have like a podcast on my phone, so I listen to different podcasts. So every day I like to start off with a word. So I either listen to like something of a faith, like a sermon for the day. So usually I'll get like something every day. So I'll try to listen to that just to kind of get my mind centered. So do you do know that. the name of like any of those podcasts? Maybe people could tune oh, in. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I love Jesus. I love Christ. But I usually listen to Rick Warren, Living Your Best Life. And I believe it's that. And also listen to Joyce Meyer. So I, you know, it's my faith is what keeps me grounded at all times. Um, you know, everyone has different areas where they feel like they can find stability. And I find that, you know, with God. So I usually like to start off my day with that. Later on in the day, I like to just have like alone time. Like I usually at lunch, I'll just usually sit, you know, just for 30 minutes and I'll just probably like read a book. Like I'm reading a book called The Secrets of People Who Never Get Sick. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting by Jean Stone. My thing, I'm always about, you know, you're vegan. I eventually want to become vegan. So I'm doing just a lot of study on that. More like plant-based diet. Like me, for my my self-care is just, you know, sitting and reading for 30 minutes on my lunch break. Or even talking to like a coworker about something that, you know, anything that happens in a moment. Like where it gets like tense at work. You know, I always just you know, talk to someone. Talking to someone is my way of like kind of decompressing sometimes. And then sometimes I just, after work, I come home, I just sit in like quiet for a little bit, or I'll just, you know, sometimes you'll just veg out on Instagram and you go to like, you know, these sites that are just so like, (laughs) you know, like crazy, but, but you want to be caught dead looking at it and you're like, uh, but, um, (laughs) you know, you just veg out the way you can. And I also work out I work out like five days a week. I have a gym at work, so I go. I work Wait, out. Wait, did you say little... five? 
Yeah, five days a week. Y'all heard y'all heard that? <laughs> y'all heard that. She has a full time job. She is also yeah. the PR for a separate company. She works out five days a week, y'all. Okay, so you said the gym's at your job? Yeah, I go and I do like my little weight training for I about love thirty it. minutes. I love it. Yeah, then you go like, you know, go eat for a little bit and you get right back to work. Mm-hmm. And I work another job in the evening too. Oh. I work with kids. Okay. Yeah, but it just ended because school's done. But, okay, is that with yeah, like early the, intervention? Yeah, like oh. kids with developmental disabilities. Okay. but it's like Aww. play. You're, yeah. you're you're reintroducing them to play. That's their occupation. How you know how you're able to write? How you're able to hold a pencil? So for me, I feel like the more you do, is the more you're able to mm-hmm. do. You know, I would never be able to think I'd be able to do all these things. I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, like, how, how? Mm-hmm. But the more you do is the more you, you're able to. And you, the confidence is there, you know, so you feel able. And I think that the mental is the most important thing for you to be able to achieve all these things. You know, you can do all these things. You can go on vacation. You know, you can read all these self-help books, but your mind has to be in a place where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. I enjoy doing what I do. There's certain things you're not going to enjoy, but you just kind of, you work through it. But, you know, a lot of these extra cooking things should be things that you love. Yeah. Things that you like, you know? Yeah, that's really important. And a lot of the things that you said, Danielle, that you do for self-care are in moments when you're with yourself, you're alone with yourself, you're available to assess who you are, like the meditation, your alone time, your exercise, your reading. Those are things that you're doing. You're not sharing time with anyone else. It's just for you. And I've talked to so many people who, like you, have a lot of stuff going on and the opportunity to read is like so difficult. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I also love reading. I have a full library of books in, in my office and I set this goal for me that I would try to read two books a month for the year. That was my 2017 goal. I did very well in the beginning oh, nice. and then I, I just ask you. I failed. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't make it all the way through though. <laughs> oh, okay. But, I'm like I'm a person where I start a book <laughs> and then I go into the next book and I'm like I'll start the next one. It'll take me some time like yeah. there's no race, you know, in life there's no race. That's it's true. Not, it's a journey. You know, you want to be able to last, you know, you want to do things where it's it's doable for you and it's okay if you read 10 pages and put it down and the next three months you pick it back up again. Yeah, it's true. I've started using Audible because as much as I want to be able to read, I just know it's too difficult and then when I save it for the evening, I fall asleep in the book. I just do. So books make me sleep. You want (laughs) to sleep in the night, everyone? You should just pick up a book. Right. And just instantly, you're don't, you don't even know what you're reading. You're reading this thing three, four times, and I'm like, it's yes. time to rest. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, so Audible has been my best friend. I will uh, put the speaker, I have a Bluetooth speaker. I'll take it in the bathroom with me, put the Audible book on while I'm taking a bath. When I'm doing my hair at night, I'll put the Audible book and I will listen to it. When I'm in the car, I'll put the Audible book on and I will so listen to it. Yeah, so the people who are out there who are like, oh my goodness, you know, I just <laughs> don't have the time. You got to figure mm. it out. You really do because like Danielle said, you have to make sure your mental space is good. You have to. You just have to. And if if reading is not your thing and you're like, well, I need to get that exercise in, you can't do five days like Danielle is doing. Maybe you do three. Maybe you do two. And exercise. I don't do five. Yeah. But (laughs) exercise doesn't even have to just be in the gym, you know? I mean, 
It doesn't. People often forget the little things that you can do that are exercise. It's not just being in a gym that makes it exercise. There's so many activities you can do. So I love all of the tips and everything you've shared. Mm. Okay, so to wrap up our interview, I would love for you to share what do you want people to take away from learning more about America Hates Us and, of course, let everybody know how they can keep in touch with you guys and what you have going on. Okay, so America Hates Us... I don't look at it as just a brand, right? I look at it as a movement, right? As something people can engage in, something that's interactive. And I feel like as long as we're able to be in that space, we can have something that long-term, something that's lasting. It's not just like, you know, a hot brand or a trending brand. I feel like, you know, it's relevant to what's going on now and what's been going on in in the past i feel like america hates us is is for the people without the people you don't really have the crux of what we're really working towards if anyone wants to reach out to us they could also check out our instagram page you know dms are accepted it's not taboo they could also visit our site it's americahates.us And we also have a blog on the site as well where we just highlight different events going on and we just talk about how we feel about certain topics that are present in our society. We are also on Twitter. Twitter is very active under the same America Hates Us and also on Facebook as America Hates Us as well. So we're on different platforms in terms of, you know, social media. Okay, perfect. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being available to do this interview. I love being able to share with my audiences other people who are doing amazing things, especially within our community, especially women who are getting out there and working hard to make sure that our voices are heard. So I appreciate you so much for everything you guys are doing. And thank you for being available to come on the Janelle B. Stewart podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Me. And I love your site as well. I didn't know if I get to tell you, tell you that. It's, <laughs> oh, it's vast. You. It's so many cool things on there. I'm natural myself. Uh-huh. So I could definitely, there's a lot of things I could get out of there. <laughs> awesome. I'm great. Yeah. I'm glad to have it because the natural hair movement has been one that I have just been a part of now for almost nine years now. Yeah, I saw that. 2012. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I started. Okay. It's, it's just, I just love it. I mean, I love everything about what natural hair has done for me and so many people who after going natural and really taking back the standard of beauty that was yeah. you know put on us what that has done for us mm-hmm. you know so it has really empowered me to to live my best life I love it <laughs> it's amazing congrats and I love what you're doing thank, thank you. you for having me you're so very welcome Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody for tuning in today. It has been an amazing, amazing day, and this podcast was so much fun to record. I do hope that you found the podcast helpful today. I've asked you already to share your feedback with me. I hope you do. Don't forget, share this episode. You can do so by sharing it on Twitter. You can share it on Instagram. Take a picture of the podcast episode screenshot and then put that in your Insta stories. You can obviously share the episode directly on Facebook. And, you know, if there's anyone you think that this episode would be helpful to, you can share it with them directly. Send them an email, shoot them a text, whatever it may be. And I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes. So that way you can have an amazing, amazing week. And I want you to tell yourself this all the time. Every single time you're feeling like something is holding you back or like you're in living in fear of some kind. And that quote is inhale confidence. 
and exhale doubt. I hope you have a great week. And as always, I love you for listening. Bye.